Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. In this episode, we'll look into the now-vanished town of Halbert in South Park County. This episode was written and is being presented for you by Tommy Allen. As a Colorado Midland train made its way west through what is now Teller County and then through 11 Mile Canyon, as it emerged back into the plains, it made a stop in a cattle town called Halbert before continuing towards Hartzell. But though Halbert was a bustling community in its day, you can no longer visit it. You can't even drive or hike to its geographical location. As a matter of fact, if we had the coordinates of Halbert and wanted to GPS our way there, the only way to do so would be by boat. This is because, as of 1933, the Halbert town site is at the bottom of 11 Mile Reservoir. If you were to visit the reservoir today, you may stay at Halbert Point Campground, named for the submerged town. At about two o'clock in the morning of Sunday, July 27, 1884, somebody burned down the mill of Benjamin R. Dell on Elk Creek, five and a half miles north of Pine Grove in southern Jefferson County, Colorado. And while 150,000 feet of lumber was saved by hard work and the boiler and engine that ran the mill were only slightly damaged, the loss still came to around $1,200 roughly the equivalent to $37,000 in 2023. And Dell didn't have insurance to cover it. Not long after, he moved south to the cattle country between Hartzell and 11 Mile Canyon and established a trading post near the future railbed of the Colorado Midland Railway. The settlement that began to grow around the store was called Dell's Camp. In mid-1887, the Colorado Midland Railway began operations on its standard gauge tracks and Halbert became a regular place for loading cattle. In December of 1887, the post office was built to serve the town now named Halbert after mine owner, bank president, Colorado Midland Railway investor, and state senator Irving Halbert. In the following year, James M. Petty had 120 lots platted on his land, made up of 50 by 125 foot lots contained in 12 blocks, made up of three avenues and six streets to grow the community. To support future growth, B.R. Dell built a three-story building with his store and post office at the ground level, storage in the basement, and a church and meeting hall upstairs. About Dell's new building and the growth in the town, the October 18, 1888 edition of the Park County newspaper, The Fair Play Flume, stated, B.R. Dell is moving his large stock of general merchandise into his new and neatly arranged store building at Halbert. His stock will be one of the largest in the country. R.J. Robinson is chief clerk and J.B. Rollins bookkeeper. A supply of furniture will likely be kept upstairs. Halbert is the liveliest town in the county for its size. The Halbert restaurant is managed by Hardy Epperson and his wife who give good meals at reasonable rates. Pete Alstrom is prepared to accommodate the public with choice cigars and liquors at his stand, the Halbert Saloon. 
There is some talk of starting a school near Halbert in a few weeks. Hardy and Josephine Epperson's restaurant and a shoemaking shop were housed in the South Park Hotel, which they owned. Halbert also had a telegraph office, another saloon, a blacksmith, a butcher shop, a drugstore, and a cemetery. In addition to the cattle industry and the residents who worked in the local and Cripple Creek mines, Halbert also produced lumber. The addition of the Fair Play flume we mentioned earlier stated, Caldwell and Black's sawmill is turning out lath in large quantities, as well as other lumber. George Laws, who used to run a sawmill at Grant, is now in the same business near the Lone Chimney. And in 1893, B.R. Dell would also move his own sawmill into Halbert. So the town established the train depot with its 42-car passing track built to support the loading of livestock and timber. The Colorado Midland understood the importance of the area's cattle trade to its bottom line, so where the railroad passed through it, it provided materials and compensation for the building of fences to protect the livestock. The train also brought tourism in the form of its wildflower excursions, which took place close to nearby Idlewild, another town that would later be swallowed by the 11-mile reservoir. The excursions were popular for the Colorado Midland, and the countryside was so rich with wildflowers that tourists could return home with armloads of them without visibly changing the beautiful scenery. The excursions exposed many influential people to the beauty and utility of the area between Spinney Mountain and Eleven Mile Canyon and directly contributed to the area's economic and resident expansion. But the excursions didn't always go as planned. On August 28, 1915, the evening edition of the Boulder newspaper, The Daily Camera, ran the headline, 35 Hurt in Midland Wreck. The article reported, From 35 to 50 persons were injured, half a dozen so seriously that hospital accommodations were wired ahead for them when the Colorado Midland Railroad's Wildflower Special, an excursion train with 300 people, including many women and children aboard, and freight train number 43, a double header, collided head-on between Idlewild and Litterdale, 50 miles west of Colorado Springs in 11 Mile Canyon on the South Platte River early yesterday afternoon. The jolt of the collision threw passengers forwards in their seats, causing many bruises and minor injuries, at least one woman losing several teeth. Though the area around Halbert was surrounded by productive ranches, the town itself never had a population explosion. In 1910, the U.S. Census showed 35 households with a population of 73. In 1920, the population was 70, and in 1930, it had a population of 107. In spite of that, however, Halbert was larger than neighboring Idlewild and Freshwater Station and stayed lively with parties and an annual ball that seemed to be attended by just about everyone in town dressed in their best. Some of the challenges faced in Halbert were the result of the distance between the town and the country's nearest law enforcement and medical facilities 40 miles away in Fairplay. In addition to the train collision mentioned earlier, the Fair Play flume reported on gunfights and accidents, some fatal. 
1918, after 31 years in operation, the Colorado Midland Railway closed down and transportation for the area's livestock and timber shifted to motor vehicles. In 1921, the railroad tracks were removed and a highway was laid down in their place. Halbert's end was set when Denver, some 60 miles away, exercised its influence over the lands between Eleven Mile Canyon and Spinney Reservoir to meet its own needs. As the population of the capital increased, so did its need for water. It instituted a land purchase program and by 1926 began surveying for the Eleven Mile Dam at the western end of Eleven Mile Canyon. Construction for the dam commenced in 1930 and was completed in 1932. The water began to rise. But Halbert still had people living there. More importantly, it had a school that served the area's residents and ranchers. On April 10, 1933, Park County School Board No. 6 authorized the funding for the purchase of a new school's land and for its construction. Everyone in the town and on the ranches cleared out, and in later 1933, the owners of the final property to be flooded sold to Denver. The highway that ran along the old rail bed was also rerouted to bypass Eleven Mile Canyon and cross Wilkerson Pass. The waters of the South Platte continued to rise and eventually Halbert, Idlewild, Freshwater Station, and the surrounding ranches were submerged. In 1957, the dam was extended, bringing the reservoir's capacity to 97,779 acre-feet of water. Today, Eleven Mile is one of 12 reservoirs and eight river basins that provide drinking water supply and redundancy to the crowded population of Denver and its suburbs. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen, and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And should you find yourself standing on the roads of Halbert, don't take off your scuba gear. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland. References used in this episode can be found on its webpage. Visit storiesfromthemidland.com slash podcast. More importantly, it had a school that served the area's restaurants and rancher restaurants. The addition of the Fair Play Flu... <laughs>